Georgia's DBHDD is urging people to ask a pharmacist about getting naloxone for their first aid kits at home or work. No prescription is needed. Naloxone can rapidly reverse an opioid overdose and restore breathing. Opioidresponse.info. Welcome to Political Rewind. I'm Bill Niga. Here we are in uh, what I guess is essentially day two of the rush that suddenly began yesterday of Democrats uh, to begin the uh, formal impeachment of uh, President Donald Trump. Uh, For those of you out there who are like Harold Pinter fans, you know, those of you who got a theater degree, uh, his most famous play is Betrayal, which tells the story of a relationship in reverse chronological order. Uh, That's sort of what we're going to do about impeachment today. We're going to start with kind of the Georgia angle and build our way up to the big national breaking stories of the day, which are also very important uh, to talk about. Uh, To do that, we've got, of course, Greg Bluestein, the political reporter for the AJC, the indefatigable Greg Greg Bluestein, who comes in on Wednesdays, and a syndicated columnist, Patricia Murphy, who, among other uh, things, pub, uh, writes her pieces for Roll Call, but is in newspapers around the country, also is in uh, Garden and Gun having a little fun when you're not worrying about politics. Hello to both of you, Patricia. Thank you so much. Good to have you here, it's Greg. great to be here. And nothing to write about, right, Patricia? Right. It's just, it's just another day. Yeah. Uh, Greg, <laughs> let me, you know, uh, you're uh, in the jolt, I guess it was this morning. Uh, one of you who writes the, gold, the jolt pointed out that yesterday morning, exactly zero Democrats in the Georgia congressional delegation had come out and said they support impeachment. As of this morning, four of the five Democrats in the delegation were now saying, yes, they want to impeach the president. Of course, this built throughout the day and certainly peaked when Speaker Pelosi came out and announced a formal investigation. But it seemed in Georgia to peak even before then. And remember, yes. we, we're yeah. home. Georgia is home to two of Trump's most outspoken critics in the in in the House, and that's John Lewis and Hank Johnson. John Lewis boycotted his inauguration. Yeah. Um, they they both have skipped his State of the Union addresses. So. And yet, and yet they still didn't support impeachment, kind of towing the same line that Speaker Pelosi has been saying, which is we need more invest, more time to investigate, more time, more time to probe, be patient, be patient, be patient. Well, um, that patience ran out yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. It was John Lewis's very fiery speech in the well, really, around noon yesterday, Patricia, that I think really started, broke the dam and really encouraged a lot more people to get in. I would say absolutely. You know, you saw movement, significant movement on both sides of the caucus. So you saw John Lewis go out there who in who who carries so much more than the weight of a single member. For Democrats, he really is the conscience of that caucus because of everything that he's done to lead on civil rights. Um, Democrats really look to him as what is the right thing to do here. So when he came out, that uh, bookended a really remarkable op-ed that came out in the Washington Post uh, about 12 hours before that, Mm -hmm. uh, penned by seven moderate Democrats, uh, all freshmen, five women, all involved in past lives, either in the military or national security. And they came out as well to say, if this has happened, if the call with 
the Ukrainian president went as we are hearing it did. If the whistleblower complaint is as it says it is, we feel this could be an impeachable offense as well. So you had Pelosi's caucus moving from both ends. And those were the two events, I think, that really broke the dam. Is there anybody in the Democratic caucus? I mean, John Lewis and Hank Johnson are in safe districts, uh, basically. Um, I, but I thought about Sanford Bishop, who's held that seat down there in the, in the, the uh, southwest corner of the state in what is typically Republican territory. Uh, but he's done a good job down that way. They like him. It, was it at all risky for him to come out for impeachment? You know, he, he's he's still probably in a, a safe district, especially in 2020. But we were surprised by him and, and, and Congressman Scott coming out. Yeah, David Scott. I Yeah. I mean, David Scott is is, is more moderate. He's he's he has close alliances with Republicans, particularly um, Senator Purdue, who calls him one of his closest friends in in, in Congress. Um, and so uh, me and uh, Tamar Hallerman, our Washington correspondent, and I were talking about it shortly, you know, before the, the dam really broke and said, who, what do you expect? And neither of us really thought that either of those two men would, would join Lewis and Johnson. Yeah, but David Scott is being pushed in a primary mm-hmm. by, um, among others, Michael Owens. Uh, so, you know, and Owens, of course, is... Uh, it, if, if Scott had not come out for impeachment, Owens would have gone after him pretty hard on that. Yeah, I I would certainly say so. And uh, he is one of a number of members of the Democratic caucus who do have these more progressive, very aggressive challengers to them in their own primaries. It's a it's a dynamic we've seen multiple times on the Republican side with the Tea Party caucus in in 2010. Um, And now those Democratic members are getting the same push. They leave Washington and come back home. And the question at these town halls often being pushed by uh, by some of their rivals own people are, well, what are you doing on impeachment? Why aren't you doing enough on impeachment? Jerry Nadler, the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, also has that dynamic in his district. So it's leaving these members very little quiet space to contemplate these days. Uh, What's going on with Lucy McBath, Greg? As I mentioned, uh, Patricia and I were at a town hall meeting with Lucy McBath not that long ago, and we saw that dynamic in vivid display with uh, some folks in the room who clearly did not want her to support impeachment and some people in the room who were egging her on and, and basically practically pleading with her to, to support impeachment um, proceedings against President Trump. Um, she ignored reporters' questions yesterday in the halls of the Capitol and today has not issued a statement from from herself, from her voice. Um, yet today she has her, one of her campaign aides said something on background to, to Tamar Hallerman, um, but we still haven't heard from her yet about where her, her stance is. She's not going to be able to hold out much longer, is she, Patricia? I mean, she can't stay on the fence. Her people would say, well, we already voted. She already voted a week ago for, to move forward with the process, the procedural part of this. But at this point, she's going to have to do something, isn't she? I think she is going to have to do something, even if something is nothing. If something is, I need to see inf- more information, that's an answer. But I don't think having no answer on the biggest political story, certainly in, hin- in her tenure and some people's recent memory, this is it. The, the impeachment of this president. Is it OK? Should we move forward? If you've been elected to Congress, your constituents expect an answer at this point. OK, so on the other side of the aisle, uh, Patricia, I've been I mean, we'll talk about Doug Collins uh, in a little while, um, but I, we're not hearing at least I haven't been getting many statements from the Republican members of the Georgia delegation. Clearly, we know they're not supporting impeachment. But 
we haven't heard a lot of them stand up and speak out in in support of the president. Not that they won't, but they're kind of keeping uh, 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 quiet about this so far. Uh, they are. Uh, you know, some members of Republican leadership are yeah. making some reluctant uh, comments in terms of Georgians. Um, you know, we talked about the strong critics of the president. He also has two of his strongest allies right. here in Georgia in Doug Collins and David Perdue. And both of those gentlemen, it's been reported, were at the White House uh, on a conference call with the president, I believe this morning, um, sort of circling, I don't want to say circling the wagons, that sounds defensive, uh, having a group conversation about what's going on here. All right. I want to talk specifically about Doug Collins because he really has been out there in defense of the president in the last 24 hours. But uh, remember, we're in our radio pledge drive right now. Uh, I think for for this show, for Political Rewind, I think it's exactly times like these that uh, you turn to us to hear analysis like from people like Patricia Murphy and Greg Bluestein. And if that's the case, uh, I'd encourage you to do what you can to support us during this uh, period that we come to you twice a year and ask you, please help us. Here's how you can do it. Give us a call at 800 222-4788 or go online to gpb.org. This is listener-supported GPB, and that does mean that your support keeps Political Rewind and all of the programs you enjoy on the air. And we're almost there. This is the final stretch of our fall fun drive. We are looking for support from our entire community of listeners to help us reach the finish line. With time running out on this campaign right now, we do hope that that includes you. If not... Please take a couple of minutes right now to show your support of Political Rewind. Go to gpb.org and click Donate or call us at 800-222-4788. I'm Ricky Bevington here in the studio with Burt Wesley Huffman. And now that the impeachment investigation is moving forward, we want to make sure that you have the latest information. President Trump is holding a press conference this afternoon. Along with his response to the impeachment inquiry, the president is also expected to face questions about his dealings with Ukraine. We'll bring you NPR's special coverage this afternoon on GPB. That begins at 4 o'clock. And then tonight at 8 o'clock on GPB, we'll air NPR's special coverage of Congress's move toward impeachment. Listen on your GPB station and streaming live online at gpb.org. You can also ask your smart speaker to play GPB. And of course, we'll be following the story throughout the day tomorrow, beginning with Morning Edition. And at 2 tomorrow, be sure to join us for a very special edition of Political Rewind. That's tomorrow from 2 to 3 here on GPB. All of this comes to you uh, thanks to listener support. So if you've been thinking about it, I encourage you to go ahead now and make that gift of support at 800-222-4788 or go to gpb.org. And right now we have a Political Rewind challenge in effect. When we reach our goal of 25 donations during the program, you'll help unlock an additional $4,000 that we will invest right back into the news and analysis that is so important in times like these. Donate online at gpb.org right now or call now, 800-222-4788. Help secure this additional funding that is especially needed this fall. That's 800-222-4788 or gpb.org. Now support GPB and be an everyday hero by helping to save the environment one straw at a time. This straw set includes two custom stainless steel reusable straws, and they're engraved with Everyday Hero on one end and the GPB logo on the other. You'll also receive a special cleaning brush to keep your straws fresh and ready to use again and again. Be sustainable and sustain GPB as a sustainer. 
<laughs> all at the same time. Call 800-222-4788. Go to gpb.org. Make your donation of only $8 a month as a GPB sustainer. We'd love to send you those straws. And now is a great time to become a sustainer. All it takes is a contribution of maybe $10 a month. It could be $20 a month. It could be $50 a month. The choice is yours. It's easy and convenient. Your support automatically continues from one month to the next. You never have to think about whether your support of GPB is current or try to remember the last time you gave. It is super streamlined and easy to do on our website, gpb.org, or if you'd rather call, our number is 800-222-4788. Your ongoing monthly support means a reliable source of funding for all the programs you love and rely on. And if you are already a GPB sustainer, thank you for your continued support consider increasing your monthly support. Chip in something extra right now toward our increasing program costs at gpb.org or 800-222-4788. Love to see those calls and clicks coming in from all over Georgia, from Savannah to Shiloh, from Tacoa to Smyrna, from Woodstock to Gainesville, Hamilton, Columbus, and points in between. And of course, right where we are here in Atlanta, Georgia, we would uh, encourage you to make your gift of support. Add your hometown to the list of names that we have here in front of us. We'd love to see every town in Georgia represented. In fact, uh, doing that alone would help us go a long way toward this goal of 25 calls or clicks during Political Rewind today to unlock that very generous $4,000 challenge that is waiting on the other side of those 25 calls or clicks. want to say thank you uh, to folks like James Armstrong from Milledgeville, who says NPR was so good that I went back twice to give a second gift. What an incredible wow. opportunity. And uh, you can do that too if you're already currently a sustainer here at GPB when you call us at 800-222-4788 or you click online to gpb.org. You can take this opportunity to go ahead and do an ad gift, what we call an ad gift, which is an additional little something extra that you can tip in to the hat during this time uh, of the year when it's fundraising season. Call 800-222-4788 or click to gpb.org right now. Support for GPB comes from generous listeners like you. And the Town of Hilton Head Island's Office of Cultural Affairs with Historic Holidays, a weekend of holiday traditions featuring authentic food, ancestry research, tree lighting, and historic tours. More at culturehhi.org slash historic holidays. And Middle Georgia State University offering a fully online master's degree in information technology with concentrations in critical infrastructure management, cybersecurity, and digital forensics. Middle Georgia State. Visit mga.edu slash it. We're back on uh, Political Rewind. Uh, All right. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about Doug Collins and where he stands on all this. But to do that, Greg, we should talk about what the big news of the day has been. The uh, White House did release a... um, it isn't a transcript. Transcript would be the wrong word. Patricia, you're a, you're a product of the Hill. What we, what do we, it's a readout of the call. call the memo, yes, the, the like, lingo is memcon. It's memcon. a memo of communication. Um, there have been some technological advances that have changed this process a little bit. It used to be uh, just members of the national security staff sitting in on the call and uh, writing up notes about that. Now there is uh, voice recognition transcription technology that actually does an automatic transcription. And that is apparently what this White House uses for these MIMCONs. Uh, They supplement that transcription with uh, notes from the national security staff. All right. So, Greg, the the White House released it. The president had already said, when you see this, you're going to be surprised. It was a good call, a nice call to Zelensky after he won his parliamentary elections. Um, And but what we do, if we read the transcript, the MEMCON, it 
it is clear on a, several occasions the president says to Zelensky, I, I want you to work with the attorney general, with Barr, uh, and with Rudy Giuliani uh, to get to the bottom of Hunter Biden and his relationship uh, with a company in Ukraine. Um, there is no there's no specific quid pro quo. In other words, no. at no point does the president say, you know, if you want those new weapons uh, that we've promised you, you'd better cooperate with this investigation. And because of that, Doug Collins put out this statement. The transcript between President Trump and Ukrainian President Zelensky reveals that Democrats have again leapt to conclusions before looking at the facts. There was no quid pro quo and nothing to justify the clamor House Democrats caused yesterday. And it goes on. And it strikes me that's where the Democrats got to be a little more careful. It, 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 there is no quid pro quo specifically stated, but the president is asking the head of a foreign government to help bring down a political opponent. I think the key quote is, do us a favor. Yeah. Uh, he's quoted as saying, I would like you to do us a favor. Um, and it was uh, after uh, he had apparently reportedly withheld military aid to Ukraine that was a, a part of a package that was supposed to go through to Ukraine, um, a, a traditional ally of, of the U.S. And so there's a lot of things that will be dissected in this MemCon, um, but one of those is what exactly do us a favor meant. Yeah, Patricia, your take on all this. So the word, there's a word, and this is when is it a transcript, is it not a transcript, becomes so important because uh, President Zelensky says, oh, we're about to make that purchase of military weaponry from the U.S. And he says, and Trump says, oh, that's great. That's great. I do have a favor, though. Though. Yeah, I love the fact the and word so is though. <laughs> is that a, <laughs> do, do we tie that to what comes next, which is there has been quite a bit of corruption, which is true, um, which the Obama administration was worried about. Um, and uh, also, could you please, we are, everybody says there's a lot of trouble with Joe Biden's son, Hunter. Everybody says, everybody, a lot of people are worried. It's a very Trump conversation. Um even if there is no quid pro quo, this is exactly what the Russia investigation had been about. What did a foreign government provide information about a political opponent of the president's? That that alone what that alone was the conversation and the investigation about the Russians. And this is not someone has come to us. We thought it was about something else, and Don Jr. took the meeting, and actually it, we, it was wrong, and we got it all wrong. In this conversation, it is the president is literally asking for that information, and the Ukrainian president says, yes, we'll do that. And that is to Democrats, and I would say to most readers of this alarming on its face. Is there more to it? We certainly need to know. Well, we, we apparently, if we can ever get to the whistleblower, and there's still question as to whether the whistleblower will be allowed to, to talk to Adam Schiff's intelligence committee, there apparently is a lot more to this. The Washington Post had a, had a, uh, a takeout on this this morning, which put this in a much larger context. The ambassador to the Ukraine from the United States, a well-respected uh, a veteran diplomat, uh, uh, relieved of her uh, post by the administration, uh, lots of efforts that seem to position uh, the president in such a way that he can get help from the Ukraine on this uh, so-called Biden scandal. Yeah, and look, and we mentioned uh, uh, Congressman Collins and, and Senator Perdue. These are two of the president's staunchest allies. 
Congress, uh, Congressman Collins is looked at as a potential Senate appointee. He's one of the few high-profile names who have already submitted their resumes to Governor Kemp's office. Um, we've, we've seen his resume in all its glory uh, on there all over the, uh, Twitter and the Internet. Um, so this puts those two Georgia politicians um, who, are, who could both be on the same ballot um, next year in the spotlight, too, because they're going to be charged with essentially leading or helping to lead the defense of Trump over this this impeachment inquiry. Yeah, but, but Patricia, here's what I meant about, I feel like Democrats have to be careful of their language. They set up this notion of a quid pro quo in the way they talked about this for the last two days, that, you know, the president was was basically bribing them to give him information about Biden in exchange for weaponry. And so when it isn't there as a smoking gun, it does give the Doug Collins, the Republicans, a chance to say, what are they talking about? There was no quid pro quo. Instead, the Democrats could have just simply gone with, he's asking a foreign government for help on the election. Yes. Well, and nobody has accused the Democrats of being on the same page on how to proceed with this president. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, and it, it does beg the question, what happens next? And that's why what happens next is so important. And how do the Democrats... Uh, come together to get a plan together? How do they all stay on the same page? How do they speak with one voice? And how do they do it in a way that is disciplined and not brazenly political? Because that does undermine the process. And and this is not law and order. This is not there's a judge and jury. It is a political process, but it has to certainly... Um, it has to do the respect to both the institution and the president that everybody deserves in this situation. And they've really had some stinkers lately on that note. And you've set us up beautifully for what I hope we can talk about after we go back and ask people once again. We're we're down to the last couple of days, folks. This won't go on much longer. If you've already contributed uh, this uh, time around, we're very grateful to you. If you haven't, here's more on how you can. You can go online to gpb.org and click donate or give us a call at 800-222-4788. This, of course, is Political Rewind on listener-supported GPB. I'm Ricky Bevington reminding you it is your financial support that keeps Political Rewind and all of the programs you listen to here for you. The amount is up to you. Maybe it's 5 or $10 a month for the listening that you do. We are coming up on the end of our fall fund drive, as Bill just said. So right now we are counting on you to help keep GPB strong for you and for your community before time runs out. Whether you're listening in Savannah or Athens, Atlanta, Columbus, Macon, points in between, Represent your community right now. Show some support for GPB with a contribution online at gpb.org or give us a call at 800-222-4788. Thank you for your support. I'm here with Bert Wesley Huffman. Now, the end of our fall fun drive is almost here, and thanks to your support, we're making great progress. However, we still have a long way to go to wrap up this campaign successfully and on time on Friday. The goal for the drive is 2,500 donors. That's what it'll take to cover the cost of the programs that matter to you this fall. And we are now only 1,053 calls away or clicks from reaching this critical benchmark. Now, as we get closer and closer to the end of this fund drive, we're looking for full participation from everyone who listens to reach the finish line. It'll take the momentum we typically see on the last day of the drive right now, today, to help us get there. So don't put it off any longer. Please make sure we hear from you now at gpb.org or 800-222-4788. 
And if you've already done your part during the drive or you're one of our dedicated monthly sustainers, thanks so much for your support. Right now, we have a Political Rewind challenge in effect. When we reach our goal of 25 donations during the program, you will help unlock an additional $4,000 that we'll invest right back into the news and analysis that is so important at times like these. Donate online at gpb.org right now or call now 800-222-4788. Help secure this additional funding that is especially needed this fall. That's 800-222-4788 or gpb.org. And that's why hearing from 25 of you right now is so important. When you call 800-222-4788 or you go to gpb.org, we're looking for 25 folks to do that during Political Rewind today because when you do, we're going to unlock that extra $4,000 that'll go directly into the programs that matter to you to help us continue to sustain all of the great NPR programs and the GPB programs like Political Rewind that you come to us day after day for. It's a really important time for you to be reaching out at 800-222-4788 or clicking online to gpb.org to offer your gift of support. Uh, As the political climate continues to change and evolve, GPB is going to make sure that you have the coverage and the conversation and the analysis you need to stay informed day after day. Political Rewind is a key way that we do that. You can help us keep that show strong and on the air and uh, having more of these in-depth and interesting conversations like we're listening to today on Political Rewind. Be one of 25 at 800-222-4788 or at gpb.org. The new emergency radio from Eton packs a ton of features, including AM, FM, NOAA weather band, an LED flashlight, and a glow-in-the-dark locator. This is one of our wonderful thank you gifts. At $20 a month as a GPB sustainer, it's a compact emergency radio, perfect for everyday use or in case of an emergency. You can recharge the radio's internal battery with the hand crank. No power needed, so you can keep GPB close when you need us the most. The radio can broadcast emergency weather alerts and even charge your phone. It's perfect for camping, hiking, or just listening to the radio outdoors. Available to you at $20 a month as a GPB sustainer or a one-time contribution of $240, gpb.org or 800-222-4788. As we've been saying, we're coming up on the end of our fall fund drive, and uh, here's a great reason to support GPB right now, because when we hear from you at 800-222-4788 or gpb.org, you'll automatically be included in our drawing to win a $1,000 Visa gift card. This prepaid $1,000 Visa gift card is good anywhere Visa is accepted. That includes online, and it gives you the freedom to buy whatever you want, a whole $1,000 worth of it. So Go to gpb.org right now to make your contribution or call 800-222-4788. And you, yes, you, might be the lucky listener who wins this $1,000 Visa gift card. Now that the impeachment investigation is moving forward, we want to make sure that you have the latest information. President Trump is holding a press conference this afternoon, along with his response to the impeachment inquiry. The president is also expected to face questions about his dealings with Ukraine. We will bring you NPR's special coverage this afternoon right here on GPB, beginning at 4, and then tonight at 8 on GPB We will air NPR's special coverage of Congress's move toward impeachment. Listen on your GPB station and streaming live online at gpb.org. 
You can also ask your smart speaker to play GPB. And of course, we'll be following the story throughout the day tomorrow, beginning with Morning Edition. And then there is more tomorrow at 2. Be sure to join us for a special edition of Political Rewind. That's tomorrow from 2 to 3, this time right here on GPB. This is political analysis and coverage worth investing in. Thank you for your contribution at gpb.org or 800-222-4788. Thank you, Ricky and Bert. Patricia Murphy, I always really uh, look forward to uh, going on. I go on rollcall.com to find your columns, and I always look to see if you've got a new one posted. Uh, You had one up that's not brand new, and it doesn't relate specifically to this week, of course, because who could have anticipated this? But I love the headline, Why Congress Would Be Better Off Holding No Hearings at All. And essentially, among other things, you were responding to the nightmare of the uh, Gerald Nadler, Corey Lewandowski Judiciary Committee hearing last week. And and part of what I wanted to ask you about is, you, you know, that that's this whole thing about if Democrats are going to pursue this on six different committees, and if they're not going to get their act together and figure out how to make these things productive and understand the messaging in each one, there this could easily collapse on them. Yes? Uh, yes. Uh, the current plan is to let the six committees of jurisdiction uh, continue their investigations under the umbrella of an impeachment inquiry um, that elevates what they're doing. It, in in theory, elevates their requests within the administration, but it doesn't consolidate nor organize nor focus the investigation, which I think is a potential um, really big potential pitfall for Democrats right now. The the um, the strength of this. Uh, accusation against the president right now in Democrats' opinion is that it is so easy to understand. If you start to unwind what uh, what is going on between the president and Ukraine and Russia, uh, it is not at all simple. It is It may be easy to understand what happened, but it is not simple to understand what led up to it. Um, so I think they need to be very careful. And I wrote a column about just this trio of catastrophic <laughs> hearings yeah. that I watched last yeah. week uh, that um, the the uh, House Democrats were running and um, got extremely far afield in a few of the hearings, but also particularly in the Judiciary Committee where Corey Lewandowski was appearing. He was so disrespectful, claiming privileges that did not exist. He is not a White House employee and is not entitled to um, to uh, executive privilege, uh, but claimed that privilege many times. Um, He was just rude to a number of the members. He was just sort of mouthing off. He was giving his bio. He was fundraising off of it. Um, He just sort of made a mockery of the process. And the Democrats did really nothing to control that. Um, They also have consistently been issuing subpoenas that are ignored by the administration. Uh, They are, uh, in another case, the former attorney general, uh, Matt Whitaker, told one of the members, the chairman of the judiciary, uh, your time has expired. (laughs) You know, so I think a big piece of Pelosi moving forward on this is because of the way the administration has responded and, um, and discarded the oversight role. Now, the Democrats response is going to have to be a lot more professional and, than it and has she been. will be the enforcer on that i assume or she can lend more clout as speaker of the house to that effort right of course she can yeah. and all of these uh, committee chairs are there because she put them there 
and they will leave because she tells them to leave. So she has a lot of power here, um, a lot of institutional knowledge, and it's in her best interest to rein this process in and write it it tight. One of the things I've been interested in, Greg, since uh, all this came about this time, I was in Washington and covered the 98 impeachment of Clinton extensive, basically lived up there. And I remember how that unfolded as, and I'm old enough that I remember the Nixon uh, impeachment effort before it he resigned. Mm-hmm. Um, there are the rules aren't as as uh, quite as set as I had always assumed they would. So, for instance, um, Republicans are complaining because Nancy Pelosi has not taken a vote of the House uh, to uh, instigate a formal impeachment hearing. But in fact, uh, there is apparently nothing in the Constitution that requires you do that. So she's simply allowing the six committees to continue doing work they'd already begun. More than that, I've been surprised to learn that even if the House should vote to impeach the president, there is nothing. It is assumed that the Senate would then convene a trial. But apparently the Constitution is somewhat silent on that. And if Mitch McConnell doesn't want to have a trial, he just won't have a trial. It's really interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of nuance here. And then, and then of course, what is a high crime and misdemeanor? I mean, these are these are terms that date back to English common law, um, and, and that are, that are, that were applied by the by the founding fathers, um, and and they don't necessarily um, have a a strict definition today. Um, and as you mentioned with the Senate, there's already senators coming out saying no matter what happens, they will vote in favor of Trump, too. So you already kind of know that that's going to be really hard to get to that two-thirds threshold um, over over across the, the hall in but, Washington. But Pelosi's known that all along, yeah. uh, Patricia. You know Pelosi yes. fairly well, so I'm interested in your take. I mean, she's always known the Senate wasn't going to convict him, so why now? She, she may not even have the votes in the House right, right. now. Exactly. Yeah, so exactly. I think, uh, you know, two things. Uh, things changed. First of all, the moderates who she has been bending over backward to protect from having to come out, people like Lucy McBath, frankly, don't want to come out and say, I'm for impeaching this president because they've been saying I wasn't elected to impeach this president. Um, They're focused on other things in their own districts. Once the moderates, so many of them have come out and said, I'm ready to follow this process, there's just nothing else she can do to protect them from themselves. Right. I want to interrupt you because uh, we've got Sam and Robert have turned around some sound. President Trump has been with uh, President Zelensky of the Ukraine at the U.N. Here's just a little of what the president said when he came out of that meeting. Thank you very much, everybody. We're with the president of Ukraine, and he's made me more famous, and I've made him more famous. <laughs> I will say he's got a great reputation. He's... Uh, very, very strongly looking into all sorts of corruption and some of the problems they've had over the years. I think it's one of the primary reasons he got elected. His reputation is absolutely sterling. And it's an honor to be with you. And we spoke a couple of times, as you probably remember. And they'd like to hear every single word. So that just happened moments ago, and I wanted to make sure we got it. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but there's the president joking about being with the president of Ukraine, who he asked to investigate Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, well, and these two gentlemen have really a strikingly uh, cordial friendship. Yeah. If you read through that transcript, yeah. there are two moments that I just had to reread and say, who is saying this? Uh, the first was uh, when the president of the Ukraine, who is a former comedian, yeah. by the way, yeah. um, says, you know, we really we need to drain the swamp. 
and yes. we need to drain the swamp, <laughs> get rid of all this corruption. I'm like, my he's quoting Trump back to Trump. And then he also says, oh, I was in the in the United States recently. And when I was in New York, I stayed at Trump Tower. Yeah. Um, and so there is just incredible obsequiousness coming from the president. Well, of back and forth. Oh, my God. Gosh, yes. well, this it, is the yes. suck-up conversation of all time. And Trump knows what are. he wants. Yeah, they always are. But, I mean, this was just shocking <laughs> right. in a lot of ways. I got to get to another pledge break with uh, Ricky and Bert. But if you want to read this transcript, if you haven't yet, just go to gpbnews.org. Robert Jimison has posted it there. And you can see this back-slapping conversation <laughs> between Trump and Zelensky. Uh, Ricky and Bert, please tell us how people can get involved with GPB Radio and help us keep our programming going. GPB.org is the website, or give us a call at 800-222-4788. I was actually in Ukraine only a couple of months ago with President Zelensky at his election night watch party. I shouldn't say I was with him. I was with him and several thousand other people. Uh, certainly a character, a former comedian, certainly not a typical politician. Uh, it, it will be interesting to continue to watch this story. And Bill and his crew of analysts will continue to bring us insight from a Georgia perspective here on Political Rewind and listener-supported Georgia Public Broadcasting. Public Radio works because listeners who value programs like Political Rewind do their part to keep them on the air. And time is running out on our fall fund drive. We are working on a goal of wrapping up this drive successfully with your support. In just two minutes, you can make a big difference in the programs you expect and enjoy and help us get that much closer to the end of this drive. With program costs on the rise, your support right now is especially important. You've been meaning to do it. So now is the time. GPB.org is the secure website or the number to call is 800 222 And thanks. I'm Ricky Bevington here with Bert Wesley Huffman. And with a new administration in place here in Georgia and a field of presidential hopefuls across the country, Political Rewind has the coverage you need to be more informed. So now GPB is bringing you the program on more platforms than ever before. You can find it, of course, on GPB Radio uh, or streaming on Facebook. Um, help us continue to be here for you during election seasons like this one uh, leading up to 2020 and beyond. With your support right now, you can do that by by calling us at 800-222-4788 or clicking to gpb.org. And right now we have a political rewind challenge in effect. When we reach our goal now of 14 donations for the rest of the program, you'll help unlock an additional $4,000 that we'll invest right back into the news and analysis that's so important in times like these. So donate online at gpb.org or call us at 800 800- 222-4788 and do it now to help secure this additional funding that's especially needed this fall. Indeed. And when you do, when you go to gpb.org, take a look around there. There are some options for us to say thank you uh, with one of our thank you gifts. Uh, one I am especially enamored of is this Everyday Hero Travel Tumbler. It's uh, brand new, this uh, this fun drive. We actually haven't had a travel tumbler in some time. It's a 12-ounce stainless steel travel tumbler and it has a spill-proof plastic lid. Perfect for your daily commute with GPB or just using around your home or office. This tumbler has Everyday Hero engraved across the top half, which is stainless steel. And the bottom is this really nice white enameled base. Uh, it'll keep your beverage of choice hot or cold. It's super stylish. It looks really great. I can't wait to get one of these myself. Um, it's yours at $10 a month as a GPB sustainer when you call us at 800-222-4788 or click to gpb.org. And when we hear from you, you'll automatically enter our drawing to win a $1,000 Visa gift card. It's a prepaid $1,000 Visa gift card. Good anywhere Visa is accepted, including online. 
It gives you the freedom to buy whatever you want. Please go to gpb.org now and make your contribution or give us a call at 800 800- 222-4788. You might be the lucky winner who wins this $1,000 Visa gift card. If you have stayed on the sidelines during GPB's fund drives in the past, make this the moment you join our public radio family with your contribution. And good luck. That's right. Good luck in that drawing. And when you do call 800-222-4788 or click to gpb.org to get in on the drawing, you're going to also be one of the now 12 people we're looking to hear for before the end of Political Rewind today at 3 o'clock. When we hear from a total of 25, so just 12 more calls or clicks at 800-222-4788 or online at gpb.org, we'll unlock an additional $4,000 that will invest right back into the news and analysis that is so important to you in times like this. Donate online at gpb.org or call 800-222-4788 and help secure secure this additional funding that's especially needed this fall. We love hearing listener comments when they call and click in during the fun drive. A lot of people call in, especially for the political coverage. Swati Gore of Gainesville says, our kids have grown up on public radio. Love, wait, wait, fresh air, political rewind. Hidden brain could go on. And shout out to Cokie Roberts. We'll miss her. Angela Kreisman of Augusta says, I love Political Rewind. And Arthur York of Decatur says, keep up the great work. You're listening to Political Rewind right now because you value the analysis and insight that it brings you. A unique group of people whom Bill Nygut assembles every day. And they bring you voices from Georgia. We're not just listening to Washington, D.C. pundits. We've got our very own people who are bringing us analysis from our perspective. And you're we're making an investment of that in that when we hear from you now at gpb.org or 800-222-4788. Every listener, every contribution makes a difference. Be the next important and generous listener we hear from right now. We're now down to 11 more calls or clicks by 3 o'clock. 11 more calls or clicks by 3 o'clock to help us unlock that additional $4,000 that will invest right back into more Political Rewind and the other fantastic shows you enjoy here on GPB. Your support makes Georgia Public Broadcasting a stronger and more vital part of your life. Call 800-222-4788 or go to gpb.org. So before we continue, I want to uh, point out to you, you know, normally we're not on on Thursdays, as all of you out there know. Well, there's just too much to talk about. So we're going to do a special edition of the show tomorrow. Kevin Riley, the editor of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, one of the people. Yeah, your boss will be here. Uh, We just don't see how we cannot bring you the latest on what's going on in this extraordinary week. In, in our country and here in Georgia. Greg Boosting, real quick, did you find you found a great moment in the transcript? Can you uh, pull it up? Yeah, this was actually my, my favorite quote. It was from President Zelensky. He said, I think I should run more often so you can call me more often and we can talk over the phone more often. And President Trump said, that's a very good idea. Okay. Uh, we talked a little while ago about Lucy McBath being reluctant to, um, appearing to be reluctant to to make a decision on whether she supports I think we can say she's been reluctant. Okay. Period. So Carolyn Bordeaux running for Congress as a Democrat in the 7th District, she came out strongly yesterday in favor of endorsement. And here's what one of her Republicans Republican opponents, Lynn Hamrick did. Lynn Hamrick put out a robocall that sounded like this. This is Lynn Hamrick. I'm a conservative Republican running to represent you in Congress. I'm calling because today, far-left Democrat and candidate for Congress, Carolyn Bordeaux, joined Nancy Pelosi in supporting the impeachment of President Trump. We need to fight back. Press 1 now to join me in fighting for results over resistance. In Congress, I'll stand with President Trump against far-left attacks. 
So two things about that, Greg. I'll bet you if you press one, you got a fundraising pitch. I bet you, too. And number two, this is what a Democrat uh, like Lucy McBath can expect will happen if she comes out for impeachment. The catchphrase, results over resistance. You're going to hear that a lot from Republicans who are going to use it to hammer Democrats who support impeachment over the head, or even Democrats who don't support impeachment. And you're right. uh, Carolyn Bordeaux is one of those Democrats, just like John Lewis, just like Hank Johnson, um, who, who were very reluctant for months to support impeachment, said more investigation was needed. She switched her tune very early yesterday morning. She actually was the first uh, in the crowd to to formally come out and say she supports impeachment. Um, Lucy McBath is an equally competitive district that was Republican held for decades, switched last year with her upset victory over Karen Handel. Well, Karen Handel and several other Republicans are running for that seat, and they're all waiting to see what she says because they will use it against her. Patricia, it's a tough calculation if you're up in like the 6th and 7th district, isn't it? It it is, because those candidates need Republican voters. They just do. That's the math. And so it is really tough to get around that reality and find just the right way to thread this needle. Um, Also, the president twice since yesterday afternoon has said, well, you know, the Democrats, they were really excited about that gun legislation, but I guess we're just not going to make any progress on this. So it, it's, it is a reality that uh, their their priorities that they want to bring home uh, from, Mac, from McBath in particular, priorities on having a gun package is beyond sort of a local issue. Um, it's a very personal issue. Uh, the chances of getting any movement while this is going on, while any individual members are calling for impeachment is Zero. Yeah. And they know that. Yeah. Uh, look, I said yesterday, and it's happening again today, this story is playing out in real time. The Washington Post just moved a story that says the acting director of national intelligence threatened to resign if he couldn't speak freely before Congress. Remember, this is the guy who uh, uh, Adam Schiff is trying to get before the tomorrow. intelligence committee will be tomorrow. tomorrow. The head, the uh, lead on the story says the acting director of national intelligence threatened to resign over concerns the White House might attempt to force him to stonewall Congress when he testifies about an explosive whistleblower complaint about the president. Uh, and it goes on. So this story, Patricia, is getting here's what I, we don't have a lot of time, but one of the reasons that Pelosi, who again you've spent a lot of time uh, getting to know as a report as a journalist, and when you were working on the Hill, um, she's been worried about. She's seen the polling. The polling says Americans don't support impeachment. But as this kind of story comes out, and once Democrats make the effort, they take the plunge. It, it does seem reasonable to imagine that perhaps the polling starts to turn a bit, and Pelosi must get that too. Well, it's the it's their job to turn the polling, right. to make the case. Right. But I think there's something very apolitical about Pelosi's instincts here in that her father was a member of the House. She's a veteran member of the House. She used to lead the Intelligence Committee. At a certain point, when the White House refuses to cooperate appears to be covering up and it's the Congress's role to do something about it and you're in the majority, what are you doing there if you're doing nothing? And so we've heard a number of these moderates say, I'm prepared to lose my job over this. I was elected uh, to both serve my constituents and serve the Constitution. It's very clear in the Constitution that the that the Congress has an oversight role, which the administration has been making impossible. And so I think she's driven by that institutional piece as well. You know, Greg, that's an important point. Um, Democrats have been attacking Republicans repeatedly because they don't have the courage to stand up to Donald Trump. 
But you could make the same, you could reverse that and say, Democrats know what they think, the, what they believe the president is doing to undermine the democratic institutions in this country. And they, many of them, have not been willing to stand up. So this is an inter- a, a, f- a fascinating moment. And at breakneck speed yesterday, um, every, and look at Georgia, pretty much, except for Lucy McPath, pretty much every Georgia, not just congressional member, but also candidate for higher office, has now supported an impeachment proceedings. We're talking about all four Democrats running against Senator Perdue in some form or fashion support some sort of impeachment inquiry. We're talking about candidates for 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 the seventh district, the most competitive, the closest race in the, in the U.S. House last year. So the party, the Democratic Party of Georgia, has essentially all the candidates have essentially said we're we're for this. This, you're, both of you, you and your columns, you Greg, in your day to day coverage of presidential candidates, covering Senate race, covering uh, congressional candidates. This is going to be the story that drives the 2020 election cycle forward, isn't it? It will. We were talking about gun issues and all these other important issues that will get drowned out. You agree? Uh, Oh, absolutely. And it is a huge deal removing a president from office or even entertaining the idea um, the Democrats better bring the goods, but the the Republicans are going to have to show um, that there's a reason not to. We are completely out of time for uh, today's show. Patricia Murphy, Greg Bluestein, I love having the two of you in here. Uh, I couldn't ask for two smarter panelists to talk about this extraordinary story. That's it for us today. Remember, we are back tomorrow on Thursday with a special edition of Political Rewind at 2 p.m. See you then.